0: and welcome to episode 2 of Shrinking Sean here on CosmicPotato.com and I'm going to start the episode off by telling you that I haven't exactly kept my end of the bargain. I got sick after I recorded the last episode and I haven't been able to record in a couple of weeks. I know I promised you guys I was going to do a weekly episode and I still plan on doing that. I still plan on recording an episode every week to give you progress as far as what I'm doing, how I'm doing, you know, all that stuff, but I got walking pneumonia about a month or so ago, and it's taken me this long to get better, and I'm still not completely better. I'm coughing quite a bit, so I'm going to try not to cough during the show. I'm going to try and, if I have to cough, make a space to where I can edit it out, or as I'm recording sitting in my bedroom, I'm I'll try to stick my microphone under a pillow or something when I have to cough, but I also don't have you, I I also don't have an update for you as far as my weight, just because I'm going to be honest with you, when I'm sick, I don't feel like worrying about it. Now, that's not to say that I pigged out all the time, because right up until I got sick, I really was trying. I was eating a, a small breakfast, usually a egg McMuffin with uh made with egg whites from McDonald's. It's only a couple hundred calories and got a lot of protein in it. Uh usually for lunch I was having a, a small salad and then you know just trying to watch what I eat at dinner and not overeat because that's one of my weaknesses is overeating at dinner and then snacking at night. So trying to watch that. But when I got sick I I snacked a little more than I should Drank things that I wasn't supposed to drink. Drinking juice and things like that. It's got a lot of sugar in it. I don't drink that when I'm trying to lose weight, but when you're getting, when you're sick, it's good for you to drink juice, things like that, you know. So so uh I did weigh myself a few days after I recorded the first episode and I had lost one pound. I've probably gained that back. I think I'm roughly about the same place that I was when I started. Last episode, it was 338 pounds. I think I'm about the same. When I went to the doctor last week, I weighed a little bit more than that. But, of course, I was wearing heavy boots and blue jeans, things like that. When I weigh myself here at home, I'm usually just wearing a pair of shorts, maybe a t-shirt, something like that. So, so I think I'm right around the same place that I was uh, when I recorded the last episode. So, what I'm going to do this episode is kind of dig into my past a little bit because I want to talk about how I got to where I am as far as how I got addicted to food. Because I know there's a lot of you out there that are suffering from a food addiction. Food addiction affects the same part of the brain that other addictions affect. So when you see a skinny person, I say a skinny person, when I say a skinny person I'm talking about a person who's not overweight. A person who has never had to deal with their weight. I'm not even talking about a thin person that used to be overweight. I'm talking about someone that's been thin their entire life. They don't know what this struggle is. You say something about food addiction to them, they're going to roll your eyes. They're going to roll their eyes and they're going to say, there's no such thing. You're just lazy. You just don't have any self control. That's not true. Food addiction is real. Food addiction affects the same part of the brain as drug addiction, alcoholism, any kind of addiction. Your vice of choice is food. That's what you go to. And I want to talk about why I'm at that point. Because I think there's a lot of you out there that have had some of the same experiences that I have or similar experiences And I think it might help you. I know it's going to help me. Because the only way that we can get to where we want to be is by dealing with where we've been. So, from my memory and from pictures that I've seen of myself, I was a pretty thin kid up until I was about seven or eight years old. Up until the time that I was in the second grade, you know, kindergarten, first grade, I went to... uh, I went to a school that had like a pre-K. All those years, I never had trouble making friends. I had plenty of friends. I I could make friends with anyone. I always had somebody to play with at school. I could be friends with anybody. As a matter of fact, I can only remember one bully that I had to deal with at that age. And he didn't even go to my school. He went to my church. And he was a bully. He bullied everybody. He didn't like anybody. Matter of fact, I remember after, um, if you went to church as a kid, then you know what Sunday school is. Sunday school is a little Bible class that you go to in the morning before the main sermon in, in what we used to call big church. So, we went to Sunday school, and now I was leaving Sunday school, and we had made some kind of craft or something in, in, in Sunday school. And I was leaving Sunday school, and I saw my mom in the hallway, and I went running up. I was probably... Five years old, I went running up, mama, 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 look at what I made, look at what I made, kid came by, and just said, he said something like, hey, Sean, and just like shoved me as hard as he could, shoved me into the wall, and onto the floor, right there in front of my mom and everything, of course, my mom just about snatched his ear off to take him, drag him to his mom, to tell her what he had done, so, so that was the only bully that I remember having to deal with until I got into um, you know second grade now I have to say that kindergarten first grade I went to a private school that was run by my church so second grade is when I went to public school so it was a whole new ball game I was kind of sheltered in this other school when I went to public school. You know, it was a whole new, it was a whole new thing. But when I got into the second grade, that's when I kind of started to realize that I wasn't really like all the other kids in my class. Most of those kids, um, you know, they were good at other activities and things. You know, they, they played baseball, they played football, they played basketball, stuff like that. And I wasn't into sports. It's just not what I enjoyed doing. Uh, I mean, I played. I played outside a lot when I was that age. But I didn't know a lot about organized sports. And I didn't have a whole lot of uh, coordination. And I, I just, I didn't care for it. Um, I tried to play when we had recess. You know, they would make you play. They would make you play basketball at a certain time of the year. They try to teach you soccer. They try to teach you. Uh, we played kickball, dodgeball, stuff. They don't. They don't play dodgeball anymore. Too many kids started getting hurt, and I was one of those kids because I was the kid that everybody was gunning for, and I was usually one of the first ones to get out. And I usually got out with a big raspberry on my forehead or something like that. So I didn't like those kinds of things. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't run and catch a ball at the same time. I couldn't dribble the basketball and run simultaneously. And It was embarrassing. I didn't like to get it out in front of people and have them see me fail at stuff. So I just didn't like to do it. I did try to take karate when I was seven. A lot of the other boys in my class were taking karate. So I thought I'd give it a shot. And my mom and dad enrolled me in class. And when I went to the class, they'd already been kind of meeting for a few weeks. So I was a little bit behind the mark when I started. And I tried to learn. But I was seven, and I just wasn't coordinated. I think my parent well, I do know my parents came to one of my classes and saw how bad I was doing. And next thing I knew, I wasn't in karate anymore. So, that was pretty much the last time I ever tried to do any kind of a organized sport. By the time the third grade came around, that's when the other kids started to figure out that I was different. That I was more interested in reading a book or talking about a TV show that was going to come on that night than I was, you know, any of the stuff that they were into. And they started making fun of me for it because, you know, that's what you do when there's a kid that's different than you. You make fun of them. So instead of joining a program after school, I'd rather just get on the bus and go home, watch some TV and eat a snack, not have to deal with it. Then the weekend would come around and instead of finding something to do outside, I'd rather watch TV, read some comic books, eat a snack, something like that. This just got to be kind of a routine. Uh I, I didn't really have anybody to hang out with after school on the weekend, so I just hung out by myself and ate and watched TV. I got to know a lot about TV. And you'll notice, if you listen to my other podcast... I know a lot about TV. I know a lot about movies because from that young age, that was my friend. I had food. I had television. Those were my two best friends. And I started putting on weight and it kind of turned into a vicious cycle. Kids would make fun of me for being fat and lazy. So to make myself feel better, I'd go home and eat. I'd get fatter around and round it went, get fatter, get made fun of for being fat. Go home and eat because I'm being made fun of. Get fatter. Round and round it went. So every year between the third and the 11th grade, I got fatter. I tried to lose weight a couple of times. Uh, my doc, my doctor got concerned that I was too heavy when I was probably nine or ten years old and he had my mom enroll me in the boys club. Uh, if you've never heard of the boys club, it's basically just a, uh, it's a gym. Not a gym like where you lift weights, but like a gymnasium. And boys hang out there all the time. They have basketball goals. They have pool tables. They have um air hockey tables. They have foosball tables. They do have a weight room, stuff like that. And boys would just go and hang out there all day. It was kind of a place for them to go like a rec center. It was a place for them to go after school, so they wouldn't be out getting in trouble. Place for them to go on the weekend, so they wouldn't be out getting in trouble. Uh, give them something to do, and they would uh, they would make you play. If you were there during the summer, they'd make you play softball twice a day. It was mandatory that you play softball twice a day. The the whole group would go out there. Everybody, if you were there that day, then ten o'clock in the morning, they're going to go out and play softball. They're going to go inside, they're going to eat lunch, they're going to goof around in the gym for a little while. Then, in the afternoon, about 3 o'clock, they're going to go back out, they're going to play another game of softball. So my mom would drop me off in the morning. It was summertime, she dropped me off before she went to work, and I'd stay there until she got off. I had to do the softball games. It was, Like I said, it was mandatory. They called roll before they played. If you weren't there, they went looking for you. And I didn't need that kind of attention. So I went out there every morning and every afternoon and played softball. Of course, when I say I played softball, what I really mean is that I stood in the outfield and I looked at the grass for an hour and a half. Because, like I said, I couldn't run and throw a ball at the same time. I couldn't run and look to see where a ball was to catch it at the same time. I couldn't do that stuff. So they put me in the outfield and I just kind of stood there for an hour and a half. And then I would... I would get up to bat and most of the time I would strike out. Sometimes I'd hit the ball. Um, but it wouldn't go very far and I would get out before I got the first, first base. And I very rarely did I actually score a point, but between the games, we'd go back inside and that's where I found an out because if you're a fat kid, you always figure out How to get out of the activities. You didn't want to do them because you were embarrassed to do them. You didn't want to go out there and play basketball because you didn't know how. And if you didn't know how, you weren't very good at it and kids would make fun of you. I didn't want to go out there and play any of the other games because I didn't know how. So I figured out that the boys club had a library. I don't know why they had a library because those kids didn't go there to read. They went there to Play basketball and stuff like that, but I'd slip into the library. Nobody's in there. I'd grab a book off the shelf. I'd sit down and I'd read until it was time to go out and play softball again. Nobody knew I was in there. Nobody knew where I had gone. They just because they didn't take roll again until it was time to play softball again. So I'd be out there to to do that, and and it was cool. So the boys' club didn't really do what it was supposed to do, which was it was supposed to make me lose weight. So I only went there for one summer. I don't know how much my parents paid for me to go there for that summer, but they did not get their money's worth because I didn't lose any weight. The other thing that my doctor did was send me to a weight loss clinic. And I'm not talking about a weight loss clinic for kids. I mean, it was just a regular weight loss clinic. It was a place where people go to get put on a diet plan and sometimes they would get medication. They didn't give me any medication. I was a kid. I was like 10, 10 years old, you know. But I went in there every week. They would weigh me. They'd either tell me, oh, you did good this week. Or they'd tell me, didn't do so good this week. Or whatever. tell you the truth, I wasn't really trying. I mean, I was a kid. I was, like I said, I was 10 years old. They'd give me a list of foods I'm supposed to eat. And, uh, you know... I would eat them in the morning and at night because my mom was making my food for me. But when I went to school, I just ate what everybody else ate, which was usually a burger and fries. That's the kind of stuff they served at my school or a chicken sandwich and fries or fried chicken or whatever. And and of course, you know, they're going to give us dessert. We're going to get a piece of chocolate cake or a brownie or cookie or something like that. And I ate that stuff at school, so I wasn't losing any weight. If I did, I didn't lose very much. I mean, I guess I probably lost a little bit because I wasn't eating as much in the morning and at night. But I didn't lose enough for them to keep going and paying whatever the fee was every month for me to go to this weight loss clinic. So none of that stuff worked. And the reason why none of that worked was because all of it required me to give up something that I wasn't willing to give up. Food. Food was my best friend. Food was my only friend. You can think what you want. A lot of people, I'm exaggerating when I say that I didn't have any friends. But I'm I'm telling you, I mean, they, they say, sure, surely you had one or two friends. Everybody's got a couple of friends. No. When I was in elementary school, I had no friends. And I'm not saying that because I want you to feel sorry for me. I'm just stating a fact. This is the way it was. I didn't have any friends. Food was my friend. TV was my friend. And to the other kids, it wasn't cool to be friends with me because I was the kid that everybody kind of shunned. So if you started to show any kind of friendship towards me, then, you know, they'd all start making fun of you too. So none of the kids wanted to deal with that. Like I said, I'm not saying this for sympathy, so don't, don't listen to this podcast and think, oh, that's so sad or whatever, because that's not, that's not what I'm up that's not what I'm doing this for. This is just this is my past. But it's the first steps that led to the life that I live today. And I know that I'm not the only one out there in the world that that, de- that dealt with uh things like this. That's what this podcast is for. I'm hoping that by listening to my story, you'll hear some things that you'll recognize. Maybe you were bullied in school, which is something that I'll get into on the next show because I've only talked about not having friends so far. I haven't even touched the bullying a- aspect. You know, that came in uh, a little bit in elementary school, but more in middle school and high school. But maybe you had, uh, maybe you had friends, but there was some other reason that you turned to food to be your crutch in life. I got a message this week from Peter, a listener. They said that he was glad that he wasn't the only one that had to deal with this, with this stuff. No, man. Thousands of people deal with this. You're not by yourself. I'm not by myself. I know that now. And I've only just realized that over the last couple of years because I've been watching shows like The Biggest Loser and Extreme Weight Loss. Which I'll talk about those kind of shows in a future episode. You know, there's things that I like and things that I don't like about those shows. And I'll discuss all that in another show. But lots of people... Have had issues that have caused food addiction. It's the the most common type of addiction in the United States. And that's why I wanted to do this show. I need to lose weight. I need it desperately. Like I said, I weigh 338 pounds. I need to lose weight. Just like a lot of you that's listening need to lose weight. But I want to help other people turn their lives around at the same time. See, when people look at us. They just see the fat. They see the symptom. The symptom is really obvious because food addiction isn't like a lot of other diseases. Drug addiction can be hidden for a while. Alcoholism can be hidden for a while. Food addiction is out there for everybody to see. But the fat is just the symptom. It's not the cause. The cause is way down deep. And we bury it deep because it's stuff that we don't want to deal with. It's being bullied as a kid. It's the death of a parent or somebody that's close to us at a young age. It's being abused by an adult in one way or another. These are all things that happen to kids that cause scars that last their entire life. Not just when we were little. Not just 30 years ago. It's happening to kids right now. And the only way that we're ever going to break the cycle is to deal with it. The, the vicious cycle of turning the food to deal with our depression, which causes us to gain weight. Which causes depression and makes us turn to food. This circle has to stop one way or another. It can happen one of two ways. We can deal with our issues and turn our life around or we can let it kill us. And I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. I, I, I want to deal with my issues. And only one of my issues is how much I eat. I'm dealing with that one right now. But it's only a surface level problem. I've got other other issues and I'm going to talk about them as the show goes on this episode just kind of talked about where it started, elementary school, when I was a little kid, seven, eight years old. That's how I started turning to food. Next Next week, I'll talk a little bit about middle school and high school and some of the other things that just kind of snowballed because I wasn't able to deal with this when I was a little kid. So as I got older, it got more and more. uh Like I said, I was overweight from the time that I was eight years old in the third grade. That's when I started gaining weight until 11th grade. I went on a major diet in the second half of the 11th grade and all the way up into my senior year. Mainly because I didn't want to graduate overweight. I didn't want to be overweight in my senior pictures. I'm going to talk about all this later, but of course, after... Graduation, I gained all the weight back, lost it, gained it, lost it, gained it. And with my last weight loss being a year ago, and here I am 338 pounds a year later. And we're gonna, I'm gonna deal with the issues of why that is. You lose the weight, you've done great, you feel good about yourself, you gain it back. Why'd you gain it back? Just because you stopped trying? No. It's not because I stopped trying. It's because I'm addicted to food. And I haven't dealt with the things that cause the addiction yet. So, uh, let me just take just a couple of minutes. I want to talk about the network and the show. first of all, I'm looking for an original theme song for this show. I want some I want something that nobody else is using out there. So basically I want somebody to write me something. Write me a piece of music. Doesn't have to have words says to be music that's kind of upbeat but not like hard rock or something like that but I don't want I don't want something real soft either you know um, I went back and listened to the first show that I did and I realized that I didn't like the music that I picked as the theme music I, I liked it at the time because I'm kind of a guy that's into old-school video games and that was kind of like an 8-bit Video game song, and I liked it when I heard it, but now I go back and listen to it. It's kind of high pitched and it kind of hurt my ears when I listen to it so so I'm using different music on this episode, but it's just free podcast music that I've got offline, and I'm pretty sure there's probably a thousand other shows out there that use the same the same piece of music so what I want is something that nobody else is using. I want an original piece of music so if you are a musician of some kind and you want to get some exposure, if you want to give me a 30-second piece of music that I can use as the theme music for my show, then I will, uh, of course, I'll give you credit here on the show, but I'll also give you a space on my website to link people to where your music is, uh, who you are, and all that. So, And I'll do that for free if you'll just give me a 30 second little clip of music that I can use. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about my, my website, you go, uh, to cosmic com is my website. Pretty proud of that website. It's got both of our shows on there, this show and also C- cosmic potato, the super fan talk podcast where me and my friend John talk about, and you know, we have, we had a guest on this past episode and we'll have guests in the future. Uh, Hi, Chan is probably going to be on our show again next uh, next time we get together. I've got some other people lined up to be on the show in the future. Um, but go and listen to that show, too. I'm pretty proud of that show. We talk about movies. We talk about video games. We talk about comics. We talk about TV. You know, all that geeky stuff that we love to talk about. And it goes a little longer. This show is about a half an hour long. Cosmic Potato usually runs about an hour and a half. So it's kind of a long form show, but I mean, you don't have to sit and listen to the whole thing at one time. You can, you can pause it, go do something else, come back, listen to the rest of it. But I'm, like I said, I'm pretty proud of it. I'd like for you to go and listen to it. Also, I post links all day long on Twitter at Cosmic Potato underscore one. You can like us on Facebook. I've been doing some moving around of the show where it's hosted right now. It's hosted on SoundCloud. I'm thinking about moving that. Um, it was on iTunes, I took it down off iTunes, I put it back, all that stuff kind of moves around, but you can always find the show at CosmicPotato.com, both those shows will always be on that website, so if you go to iTunes and you can't find it, because I'm doing some tweaking, I'm moving it to a different host, that kind of thing, but it will always be on CosmicPotato.com, you'll always be able to find it there, so so go and look there, go bookmark the website, and just go there if you see me on twitter saying hey we got a new episode you see me on facebook hey we got a new episode go to cosmic potato that's usually where that link will take you anyway download the show from there or you can listen to it straight on the website that's all i've got to talk about for this week thank you for listening to shrinking sean i promise i'm going to be a lot more diligent this week and hopefully i have a good report for you next week i will probably be weighing myself uh, in the next week or so and i'll let you know if i've lost any weight if i've gained anyway weight or if i'm just right where i was before but um but i will be recording again in a week so look for those links on twitter look for the links on facebook to let you know when a new episode is is up and i'll see you next week bye